about what you are in this world. That's either one or two things. Either you're somebody, ain't nobody. A lot of this is behind the scenes or under the hood. It's time to just look under the hood. No stone should be unturned. I don't even know what that means. Look under I got an engine underneath my hood. The most important thing in business is honesty. Integrity, hard work. Family. Never forgetting where we came from. Hey, pop the hood. Pop the hood? Pop the hood. Welcome to the Under the Hood broadcast with Jonathan Hood. What's up? Welcome in to the Under the Hood podcast brought to you by Midas. Not just for brakes, oil, and tires, but everything else. Check out Midas, your local area Midas. Trust the Midas touch. It is me, your friend Jay Hood. And guess what? I'm off this week from ESPN 1000. And some of you have tweeted and hit me up on Instagram and asked me, Hey, I didn't hear you this morning with David Kaplan on Monday morning. It was Courtney Cronin. The reason why is because your boy's got COVID. Yeah, yeah, I've got COVID. First it was Peacock, and now it's me. I've got COVID, so I'm doing this from the hood cave uh, between doses of medicine and uh, naps to just give you my thoughts on what's going on on the Chicago sports landscape. I'm doing better. Uh, I found out on Saturday that I was positive for COVID, and uh, I'm doing okay. Just a little bit of a head fog. Of course, if you listen to the show every morning, I do with David Kaplan between 7 and 10 on ESPN 1000 and on the ESPN Chicago app. I always sound like I'm in a fog, but a little bit more than normal right now. Um, so hopefully by the end of this week, it'll be uh, I'll be feeling better, and I cannot wait to get back in the saddle with my guy Cap because we are going to have a tremendous, a hellified, tremendous football season at ESPN 1000. Because not just for our morning show, but for our station. No matter what the results are on the field for the Bears, we look forward to bringing you Bears and football content. And I can speak for the show that I'm on with David Kaplan. Uh, We cannot wait to be able to give you as much football as you can stand. Bears, NFC North, football, college, everything else uh, on this program. So I hope that you make us your uh, the routine that you need for football uh, conversation on Cap and J Hood. So because I was not on and I won't be on this week to talk about the Bears, I thought I would put it on this podcast. And I would ask you to subscribe to the Under the Hood podcast right here. Um because not only is it on YouTube, we can look for Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on YouTube, uh, but also you can be able to check out the podcast and the link is in the bio. So uh, anytime that I might pop up with something and immediate thoughts, whether it's on Instagram or right here, I want you to be able to get my immediate thoughts. So let me just go through the weekend real quick before I go back to, to bed. Um, so first of all, with the Bears, they're always going to be the lead. They always will be the topic that galvanizes the city. Justin Fields in the offense in the preseason had a 133.1 passer rating. And that was tops in the conference in the NFC. 
156 yards, 14 for 16, good for three touchdowns in the game against the Cleveland Browns on Saturday. I was watching that game, and I was so happy for Justin Fields. And and some will say, well, it's just preseason. Why does it matter? It matters because we didn't have many positive, positive things to look at offensively with Justin Fields going 2-8. and eight. It wasn't. And I know that the conjecture was to blame the coaching staff and blame Matt Nagy and how they were unprepared. And, and in, indeed, they were not prepared for Justin Fields. I would tell Cap a lot that seemingly... It wasn't that Justin Fields was unprepared. I thought that the Bears were not prepared to coach and help Justin Fields. Offensive line-wise, scheme-wise, it just wasn't in the cards for Nagy to really be able to help Justin Fields be a better quarterback. That's why there was a coaching change. And this is why Luke Getze is the offensive coordinator who's worked with Aaron Rodgers in the past. I was just happy for Justin Fields, for him to smile on the sidelines, and for him to be able to score three touchdowns against the Browns. I don't care who was out there defensively for the Browns. To have something positive for the Bears, I thought that that was, um, that was a good thing to see. Now, against San Francisco and moving forward throughout the regular season, who knows what it looks like. But at least, if nothing else, we are able to see some positivity from the offense because that's the big glaring weakness coming in based on the roster composition. And look, you know, some people will make it seem like that, well, because it's the Bears, they have a new coaching staff that everything will change and you click your heels and all of a sudden they're in the Super Bowl in the same year. It doesn't work that way. In the NFL, if anyone watches the NFL and you watch anything beside the Bears, you know that it's really about trying to figure out how much talent that you can garner. So that way you are always a perennial playoff team, that you're always in the mix for the championship. And so that's what I look at with this team. I know that the Bears don't have a lot of talent, but I like the, how they rallied against Cleveland and played well. If they did the same thing in Seattle. They had some good plays. But ultimately, it's about good habits. When the games count in the regular season and whatever happens, all I care about, and I, can, I wish I could say this in a louder voice, but this is the best I could do. What I want is what's best for Justin Fields. I'm going to say this on this morning show and his podcast a lot this year. I want what's best for Justin Fields. And that means talent around him offensively. That means the offensive line. That means coaching support. Whatever it takes, I want what's best for him because I believe that he can be the guy. Absolutely. But the the, the thought process that you just put in, bring in, just scrap parts from other teams and just throw it on the on the Bears and think, okay, now we look at the Super Bowl. That doesn't work that way. It hardly ever works that way in the NFL. So my whole thing is I want what's best for Justin. That's all I care about. I'm going to say it a million times because that's the greatest asset that the Bears have right now. We don't know what Roquan Smith is going to be next year. I don't know what, Ro- what Robert Quinn, if he's going to be here for the long haul. But I know Justin Fields will. And so that's what I care about, the young quarterback and making sure that there's enough talent and protection around him so we can get a vertical passing game around here for once, for God's sakes. So, as I mentioned, I'm looking forward to working with Cap, and we are going to have a fun time talking to you. Keep supporting us. We'll keep supporting you and your thoughts about the Bears. So uh, we appreciate that. The White Sox. The White Sox have lost eight of the last ten games. And... 
they lost two out of three against the Orioles and swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's an absolute joke. Absolute joke. That's amazing, right? This team, we spent so much time on the air talking about the White Sox and what they could be. I remember my partner is telling me that, well, this could be a Atlanta Braves-like turnaround. All of a sudden, the light turns on and this team's a World Series champion. Nah. Nah, that's not happening for this team. And they have disappointed me greatly, like a lot of White Sox fans. Because you look at this roster coming into the season, and your whole thought was, Man, this team should be able to seriously contend. If people have been listening to me every morning or coming into the season, I said that the White Sox will not win the World Series. They won't even make the World Series, but they will be in the playoffs longer than they have been the last few years. And I saw Tony La Russa's press conference on Sunday saying that, you know, he's angry, whatever. I mean, whatever <laughs> anger he has, it doesn't resonate with the rest of the team. Um, the, the team's dead dead it's 500 it's bland it, it's just it's a, it's a dog that just won't hunt this is done and that ain't worth my emotion anymore even though it's the team i care about the most in chicago it just doesn't it doesn't matter they, they just the team i think maybe if i i know that the uh my ipad is spinning right now i believe the numbers say that only three times in the month of august that the White Sox have scored five or more runs. I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. That's I mean that's where we are right now with this team. Chicago Sky. You know, I've been a big proponent of the Chicago Sky um, and rooting. I'm glad that there's a WNBA team in Chicago. I've always been a big proponent of theirs, and especially when the Goat came to town and Candace Parker we got a WNBA championship. I watched them. In their second round of the playoffs against Connecticut, they lost 68-63. CP3, Candace Parker, had 19 points and 18 um, rebounds. Uh, Kalia Copper had 13 points. The problem with the sky is it's it's weird because this happened in the last round too because I was there at the Wintrust Arena to see this. They seem like they need to have adversity to flourish. They lost the first round game against New, uh, New York, the Liberty, and they end up winning the series easily. But do they need a kick in the pants for them to be able to win this series against Connecticut? Like, like in, in, in the game that I saw yesterday, they got out-rebounded, number one, and Quigley and Vandersloot shot 5 for 18 combined. Like That's, that's not going to get it done. If they are, have even their average numbers, they win that game yesterday at Wintrust. So, I mean, uh, I believe this guy can win the series. Uh, and I like, I, I really love the fans that were there at Wintrust because I'm watching the game and you can just see the people into it. But um, they need more than just adversity to be motivated. Right? You know, they, got, they lost the first game. Let's see what happens on Wednesday. It's a long, long time, by the way, between games. Um, so, um, by the way, if you know me, you know I love college fo- football. I was so happy to see college football back, even though it was week one, uh, week zero, rather. And we saw Northwestern beat Nebraska. Uh, again, it was called by Jason Benetti. I was happy to see Northwestern with the victory. The luck of the Irish and Pat Fitzgerald. I know I saw him pumping his fist and going across the field. He was so happy. And I was happy for him and happy for Northwestern. Because the the spread for that game was weird. Wasn't it double digits? Like 11, 12 point spread. Like Nebraska was supposed to just demolish Northwestern and it didn't happen. The Cats were able to survive and they won win that game. And for Scott Frost, one way or the other... This is not going to work for him. 
He goes all the way across the country. And then in the press conference I saw, because again, when you have COVID and you're laying in bed, all you're doing is going through Twitter and <laughs> and sports information like I did. Scott Frost is like, yeah, you know, our our coaching staff, I'm paraphrasing, but something along the lines of our coaching staff has to understand, you know, offensive plays or a variation of, of different plays that we have to figure out offensively. Like he pretty much threw his coaching staff on the bus. And I just thought, well, this is going to be the end. This is the, the hero for Nebraska and Scott Frost. And he's not happy with his coaching staff already in game one. Also shout out to Illinois with their victory over Wyoming. I know that this could be a long season for both teams, but at least week zero coming out of the box, I get Illinois and Northwestern and I'm chasing Honolulu and Vanderbilt at the end of the night on Saturday. I'm texting Cap back and forth and I'm saying, could Vanderbilt run out of steam in the second half? Should I bet the Hawaii rainbow. That's the fun that you gotta love, man. A little gambling and watching some college football. That was really cool. Um, for you wrestling fans out there, Good Karma Wrestling, yes, um, the podcast will air on um, Thursday, 6 o'clock. If you know of a wrestling fan, you say, I don't like that wrestling. Okay, well, t- someone you know likes pro wrestling. And someone, someone you know does, doesn't even want to admit that they like pro wrestling. And so I want you to check out our Twitter feed at ESPN 1000 on Twitter. And I want you to check out our show. I do it with Gabe Nitel and Brian Rowitz. And we do a great job giving you the best in pro wrestling conversation. Uh, AEW, WWE, as a matter of fact, AEW is in town this weekend for their all-out show. Uh, we're giving tickets away on Cap and J-Hood on Tuesday and Wednesday morning. So stay by your listening advice on how you can win tickets to AEW um, I think we're giving it away for uh, for Dynamite on Wednesday and Rampage on Friday. These are live shows that, that are on Turner Television. So you can bring your signs and uh, bring someone that you know that will enjoy the event at the Now Arena in Hoffman Estates. So we'll be giving those away on Cap and J Hood as well. So I've run out of steam <laughs> just like that. That's what this does to you. I'm, uh, I'm actually feeling better. I actually have a voice now to be able to express myself, which I did not before. Um, but I'll be doing more of these podcasts, especially as we get closer to week one in college football, try to get something done this week. We, um, I enjoy doing value bet, which is a segment I've been doing for years, which gives you the best, um, angles for college football plays. Um, and also if I got thoughts, this is where you come. Uh, not only Cap and J Hood mornings, but also I'll put it on the podcast, the Under the Hood podcast. I got merch too, by the way. Got merchandise. Want yourself an Under the Hood shirt or a mug or a glass? I got it all there. Check it out on the uh, the link tree. It's in the bio. Check it out and uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Oh God, your brother's got COVID, but uh, I can't wait to get back in the studio with Cap and. We'll be able to talk Bears football and everything else 7 to 10 on ESPN 1000 streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Thanks so much for enduring me, but I just had to get these thoughts out. I mean, White Sox are terrible. Can't wait for the Bears to hook it up against San Francisco. Want the sky to do well. College football right around the corner. Sports, entertainment, all coming up. Thanks so much for checking it out. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood.